Welcome back to the St Edward's School podcast, the place where we talk to staff, parents and pupils to find out more about life at the school. In this episode, we're getting into the arts at school. Director of Drama Mim Monk opens up this whole world and explains to us what's happening in the arts right now at school, the different kinds of productions they can put on and the effect this has on parents who come to watch, and also how the arts builds confidence in pupils at school. So come with me now as we step into the wonderful world of the arts at St Edward's School. Mim, thank you for being here and welcome to this episode of the School Podcast. How are you? Thank you. I'm all right, thank you. I'm a little tired. I've just been clearing up my studio. I've had year 10 drama this morning. They've okay. just started their GCSE course and uh, we've been learning about different stage types. So I've just been peeling masking tape off the mm-hmm. floor of my studio as we've been <laughs> right. sticking different stage types around and they've been doing their scenes and then they just run off and leave me. And so I've been <laughs> flying around, pulling bits of tape. Year 10 kind of at the start of that two year period where things get a little bit more serious. Is that right? That's right. Yes. Yeah, so they've, they've chosen their options in year nine and they've just started their GCC courses. Where are we now? Week three-ish of term. So they're just getting underway. We've done a couple of introductory lessons and now it's starting to look at their set text and understanding that and different activities around the set text and just getting to know. And also sometimes it's kind of um, gauging just what level of experience they're at as well. Mm. Some of them do huge amounts of drama in in school, outside of school. They're really experienced. But some of them have chosen it as a bit of a wildcard subject. So it's mm. trying to fill them all in on the basic information that they need mm. before we really move on with the course content. So it's, okay. it's a fun bit of the course, but it can be a bit kind of seat of your pants going, oh, uh, who knows what? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Excellent. OK, so we're going to be looking then at the arts throughout the whole of school, not just year 10, of course. Um, mm-hmm. But I'd love to know, before we get on to that, a little bit about your own school experience. So where you went to school and how you found school when you were young. I really enjoyed school. Um, uh, I think lots of teachers did. That's kind of why we, we end up in this job. Mm-hmm. Primary school, I was in North London in a lovely little C of E primary school, the one year entry. So it's quite a small school. And my real kind of abiding memories are the school productions. And I know that's a real cliche as a drama teacher, mm-hmm. but it was a real kind of life forming experience mm-hmm. as being in these productions. And they were always, it wasn't just a nativity at Christmas. It was always something interesting and something new. Everyone was involved. And so that's what I really, really loved about school was being involved mm. in those. Um, mm. When I finished primary school, my family moved to Gloucestershire and I went to one of the girls' grammar schools in Gloucester. And that really specialised in dance. It mm. did a bit of drama, but not a huge amount. But dance was its real passion. And I'd never done any dance before, but mm-hmm. I just kind of got swept along. And so I did it as part of kind of year seven, eight and nine as part of the compulsory timetable and then chose it for GCSE and went on to A-level as well. So I studied dance alongside drama. And it was that dance teacher that was really inspirational. Hmm. She just taught so much from memory, just so much in kind of sharing these experiences. And, you Hmm. know, you'd study a huge ballet or a huge modern contemporary piece. And she just seemed to have all of these facts in her head that she could Hmm. just kind of pull out and share with you. And I remember scribbling little things down in margins and things just think that's so interesting. I I love Hmm. that. And that really stays with me that that just sharing that love of an art form that I had no concept of before I joined that school Hmm. was really really special drama was was there but it was very much a sideline at the school and you had to kind of fight along so I just did things outside of school to kind of keep going with drama and then study drama at university but Hmm. definitely my dance teacher was the one that just switched me on to a love of learning 
a love of appreciating the arts, not just as a performer, but understanding the history and how it all links together and turning me into a real kind of theatre history nerd and, you know, <laughs> understanding how what we do today comes from 2000 years plus of, of history. Uh, wow. So I know I'm really deviating from your question, but that's <laughs> certainly how I got hooked into it was by my fantastic dance teacher. But it just goes to show, doesn't it, the the, the positive effect that good teaching can have, because we always remember those yeah. great teachers. Sadly, we also sometimes remember those really bad teachers from our own school ex- experience. So yeah. uh, in what ways does that change the way that you teach today then? I certainly felt a bit let down on the drama side when I was at school. I felt that my drama teacher was possibly towards the end of her career. And this is not to say that older teachers aren't doing an amazing job because no, no. the majority of them do a stunning job. Hmm. But I just felt that things were changing, education was changing, and I was in the first year of AS A-levels. So it was a massive change in, in education. And I just felt that the drama course wasn't kind of being updated and maintained in the way that it could have been. And I really felt I didn't have the best experience for my A-level and I, mm. I could have had a better time. So I really took that on board and thought, right, when I'm teaching, I want to make sure that even if I'm having a bad day or a bad few months or a challenging year, I need to make sure that I'm giving the very best experience to my students that I can manage that year. Mm. And if I mm. know I'm having a tricky time, if I know things are moving quicker than I can keep up with, then I need to make sure I'm putting things in place and getting help and, and admitting that I'm not working at my best now. I need someone else to to help me out because we all have mm. years like that. I've had two children in the last few years. So there's certainly times when I needed someone else to give me a hand and, and steer things in the right direction. Mm. But I think it's really important as teachers that we have that awareness when we need that support. That helps us then help our students understand when they need that extra support. You know, no no person can get through life completely alone. So again, I'm I'm really deviating, but that's that was my kind of negative experience at school, was just feeling like a bit let down. I never want to do that as a teacher. I want to always remember that feeling of of doing my A level and feeling really lost and like I didn't really know what I was meant to be doing because I didn't feel like my teacher knew exactly where where we were going. Okay, well, thank you for that. First of all, uh, let's take it then to St Edwards. Give me a snapshot into life of the arts at school there. Okay, well, this year we've moved to a faculty system. So um, several of the departments have been grouped together. And my faculty is the Expressive Arts faculty. So drama, music and art are all together in Expressive Arts. And we've got a head of faculty who's also the head of music, um, who's Nicola Pope. And she's been at the school several years, super experienced teacher and a really kind of great figurehead for the faculty. Um, but what's been really exciting is this year working together because we're quite small departments separately so it's been very nice to sweep together and think about how we can work more effectively together and how we can be Mm. stronger together we're all doing super creative things but we might not have been aware of exactly what the other departments were doing so I think Mm. together we can really sell the arts even more at St Mm -hmm. Edwards and really celebrate everything that we're doing. So tell me about some of the school productions that have been put on so far. So we are just at the start of our current school production uh, which is Susical the Musical and um, that's involving Sorry, the whole school. The musical. So, I haven't heard of this. Susical Tell me. the musical. It's really, <laughs> so it's um, the stories of Dr. Zeus kind of thrown up in the air and smushed together into a very bizarre musical. So there's the cat and hat kind of holds it all together. There's mm-hmm. um, the elephant Horton. Horton Hears a Who is uh, the kind of main part of the plot that runs through it. But you've also okay. got, um, yeah, lots of different characters. It's not one that was on my radar before <laughs> the summer. Um, so... 
Nikki, the head of music, uh, we want basically we wanted something that was going to be fun. Um, we mm. didn't want to come back from COVID and 18 months of no performances mm. and it will be two years since the last school production. And we didn't want to come back with something very heavy and very serious that only a small selection of students could really engage with. We wanted to make it fun, enjoyable, silly. And this mm-hmm. is very kind of fantastical. You know, mm. there's just nothing even based in reality. So yeah, that was our kind of main main idea with it. And you can really play around with it. There's no set genders to any characters, no set mm-hmm. ages. So we could really throw everything up and just see where, where different characters fitted. So we've got year seven right up to year 13 all involved. And we're hoping to use our prep school as well and some of our feeder prep schools and um, get some of them involved. And just taking things on from over COVID, we've been doing filmed productions. We did a filmed Arabian Nights in the summer term with our year mm-hmm. sevens. So we thought, well, let's take that experience of filming productions and add that in. So we'll hopefully film the year sixes and project that as part of the production. So we're kind of saying, look, we've we've learned from the last couple of years, we can do things remotely. We can boost the scope of our arts work in school by mm. using the skills that we've picked up over mm-hmm. the last couple of years. Mm. So that's where we're headed at the moment. The last school production uh, was Chicago about 18 months ago, okay. just before the first lockdown. But that was before I started the school. Now, one of the words you mentioned there, I, I think three times was fun. And clearly, I, mm-hmm. I understand the rationale behind putting on a production, which is fun and very much all inclusive. Yeah. Is there a time and a place, though, for the more serious, the, maybe the smaller productions that are more, a little bit more intense, if I can use that word? Yes. I think as a teacher, that's the work that I see in lessons a lot. Mm. Okay. So in GCSE and A-level, our scripted pieces are often very dark, very serious, very challenging. So I think for me as a head of department, my job is sometimes to raise the profile of what we're doing in lessons and share that with the wider community because it is great and it is really worthwhile and, and the students get so much from doing it. Mm. But because we do a lot of that in lessons, I tend to avoid it for the extracurricular because otherwise we're all on a bit of a on a bit of a downer from mm. all of the serious topics that we end up doing. So what <laughs> yeah. I look instead is for opportunities to share that work more widely and okay. think about maxing that out. So I've got a showcase coming up in December where I do mm-hmm. um, my year 10s that have just started their GCSE course. And each year at the start of December, I get them to perform scenes from their set text, which is pretty dark. It's a play called DNA and it's a group of teenagers who murder one of their friends a lot else happens, yeah. but the main thing is they murder one of their friends. So <laughs> okay. we do scenes from that play and then we'll do scenes from other plays around it. The last time I did this was a really great piece by a, a British playwright called Mark Wheeler, who writes a lot for schools. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a piece called Game Over and a ba- about a real story of a boy who was groomed through online gaming and was mm-hmm. murdered by a boy that he'd met online through wow. online gaming. Okay. So right. there is that that place for the challenging Mm -hmm. work and we do push the students and and make sure that they've got that dramatic side but when it comes to the big school showcase shows Mm -hmm. I tend to keep it a bit more light-hearted just to it's hard because you want to get want to get the audiences in I think it's very hard to sell something that's very serious and gritty and get the wider community to take it on board and, and come in and buy a ticket and, and sit down and watch it. But also, surely from the audience point of view, they, they want to leave as well at the end of a production feeling you know, energised and excited about what's happened and, and yeah, coming yeah. out really on a high from it. That's what you want. Yeah, you want it kind of uplifting. And I think a, a lot of it for me is introducing children to theatre. So encouraging families to bring younger siblings along and you know sharing that love and, and showing 
you know, when you get to this age, this is what you can be doing in mm. school. Mm. So I just want to make it as accessible as possible, really. Mm. So tell me a little bit about confidence. Let's talk about that. How does the arts help yeah. students at school to build on their, on their own confidence? I think it's just so crucial for, for mm. building confidence. And it's often something, particularly when we get to year nine, so the last year of kind of compulsory drama in school, and you've already got students who are very teenagery. Some of them are getting quite switched off from drama as a kind of creative performance aspect. So I talk mm -hmm. a lot about how it is about raising their confidence and even just on the very small level of giving them the confidence to put their hand up in lessons, answer a question in other mm. subjects. And mm. if they can engage a little bit with me in drama and really go with us on the tasks that we do in drama, then I'm hoping it will give them the confidence to take that forward into other lessons and giving presentations and working towards job interviews and things like that. So in Key Stage 3, in Year 7, 8 and 9, it really is about building that confidence. And I, I think of it in, in three different ways. It's the confidence to work in a group mm -hmm. and work as a team. And that's the kind of entry-level confidence. Mm -hmm. It's do you have the confidence to talk to your peers and contribute your ideas and listen to other people's ideas and just work collaboratively, okay? Mm -hmm. so, so that's the first kind of strand of how I kind of, encourage their confidence is just in terms of their teamwork then it's confidence in performing and you could be super duper duper in a group that's fantastic and really really engaged and just not have the confidence to perform and mm. that's fine and that's something that I need to work on with you and that's okay so that's the other strand is confidence in performing how confident are you to get up and perform and sustain a role to engage an audience and things like that so that's another strand and then the third one is your confidence in responding to the work of others so your confidence in evaluating, your confidence in questioning your peers and saying, oh, why oh, okay. did you do that? Oh, mm. that was really interesting. You know, would it have worked better if you'd have done this? So it's their confidence in their feedback and their um, questioning of, of each other and questioning of life theatre that they see as well. So if we watch a performance in class or we go on mm -hmm. a trip, how confident are they in evaluating what they see and analysing what they see mm. so I think of confidence in those three different things I think some people think of drama as just getting up and performing and how confident are you in performing but I think mm -hmm. there's there's more to it than that there's there's a real nuance to it and and we start on that basic level of how confident are you in interacting with your peers because for some that's already a massive mm. stumbling block mm. of just engaging with their peers so we have to think about that and think okay well can you work in a pair can you work in a three can mm. you work in a four and it's just building them up to that mm. Sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes it's I'm happy when it's a whole class and I'm OK with that. But I find it more intimidating when it's a smaller group. So it's about getting to know my classes and understanding, you know, how do people react when we're doing different sized group work? Amazing to hear this. It really is. Tell me a little bit about how the arts can help children in other parts of school life. I'm thinking about the ways that it might help with concentration, for example, in some of the more mm -hmm. academic subjects in school. I think in terms of the wider um, curriculum, I encourage them to, to make links. So maybe not with their concentration in so much, but thinking about, you know, drama has a huge link to history. Drama has a huge link to English. And so it's encouraging to think, well, I'm only interested in, you know. So if they're coming in with the sullen, oh, I don't really like drama. And you say, well, hang on, are you interested in English? Well, then you're you're probably interested in drama as well. Mm. Let's just find the strand that you're interested in. Are you interested in history? Well, then let me tell you about Greek theatre. Let me tell you about how the characters and the staging types that we see in Greek theatre are still in pantomime today. So sometimes it's just finding that hook in. Or we look at their practical skills and they say, well, I don't really like 
performing. Okay, well, mm-hmm. that's fine, but I hear you're really good in tech. So could you come to our Make and Do Club that we run on a Tuesday? Could you come to that and show me what you do in terms of your crafting? Or, oh, you're really good at computing? Oh, brilliant. Would you come and look at the lighting desk and, and mm. have a look at programming there? So it's just finding that hook and mm. just saying, okay, well, you're interested in that. And then it's sending them back out to those subjects with an awareness that mm. we don't work in isolation, that these mm. subjects aren't just one little pathway, that they can mm. start to think, oh, I'm really interested in, I'm really great in, at Latin and classive. Oh, well, then maybe I could do A-level drama because then it links in with some of the theatre history that we're learning and, and that would be a really interesting link. Or those that are doing business studies at A-level and think, well, actually, oh, if I link that in with drama, then I'm looking at a whole new world of events management. Mm. And that's a really interesting link. So I think it's a big part of my job is encouraging students to find those connections because they're not just going to accidentally some stumble across them. Mm. You know, and it's the job of all of us teachers to encourage them to understand that, you know, the world is so big, there are so many opportunities out there. And it's to give that initial understanding of how our subjects work together. And I think what's quite interesting about the new faculty system is that's really helping us forge those links and mm. showing the students, look at us working together, look at us working with people that we wouldn't necessarily have worked with before. Mm-hmm. Look how effective that is. Now let's mm-hmm. go off and, and work out how you can make those connections too. It's really interesting hearing about these links between drama and these other subjects and the, those internal conversations that you can have in school because I, I was thinking while you were talking there, about, about, despite my previous question about asking how the arts can help and support and you, you explained by that link, uh, do you think we're playing down the importance of the arts by, frankly, people like me asking how the arts can help other subjects because surely without wanting to put words in your mouth the importance of the arts should be that it stands on its own feet you know it's good that it might link to other subjects but we don't necessarily talk about English linking to drama but we could talk about drama linking to to English surely it's important in its own right am I naive in suggesting that no I think you make a really good point because I think I often turn things on on their head uh, when students do something in my lesson I say "You, you wouldn't do that in maths and I think you wouldn't ask a math teacher to justify and you know, how does maths link in with other subjects? I think mm. there's a real respect given to some subjects. And then often, as arts teachers, we are asked to justify and it comes up in job interviews. Yeah. You know, senior, I can't remember if it did come up in my interview here, so I'll be careful. Um, <laughs> but senior leaders will say, you know, oh, if I was a parent at Options Evening, how would you justify GCSE or A-level drama to me? You think, well would you ask the head of English that question, mm, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I'll, I will, I've got a great spiel and I will I will mm-hmm. justify it till the cows come home. But I think there is a certain assumption from society as a whole that the arts mm. are a bit of an add-on, they're a bit of a luxury. Mm. And what we really need to fight is to say, no, they're not. Oh, I'm putting my cup of tea down. <laughs> to, uh, they're not a luxury. They're not no. an add-on. They are mm. so important. And I think when you watch... I'm a, I'm a teacher that cannot switch off, so I watch a lot of education programmes. When you watch okay. things like Educating Essex, Educating Yorkshire, those brilliant Channel 4 series, mm-hmm. when you look at those most challenging students, the subjects that engage in the subjects that keep them back in school mm-hmm. and keep them coming are the arts. Mm. And I'm getting very passionate, I'm getting all tingly. And how dare people question the validity of those subjects mm. when you can see the impact that it has on those students? So those students that struggle the most, often, you might not think it, you might see them elsewhere in the school and think, oh, they're not very kind of socially confident and all, oh, you know, they don't really like talking to people. Hmm. But sometimes the, the work that they do in the arts is so incredible and it's so engaging and, it, and it's keeping their little kind of personalities alive, it's keeping them going, it's making them shut off from the world and forget hmm. the other things and the fact that when they go into science they're going to be shouted at for not doing their coursework, you know. 
but it's just allowing them this little sanctuary, this little haven away mm. from the world. Mm. And don't ever question that that's valid. And we're also academically really rigorous and, and challenging and exciting, but we're also a sanctuary for students. And mm. it's opening a world that for kind of more deprived students, they might not have entered that world before. Yeah. Mm. For students whose families have more of a kind of academic, and I'm using little air quotes, that have more of an academic focus, even kind of in, a, in an independent school like this, there are still families that don't engage with the arts so much. That's just not on their radar. That's just not where they're interested. Maybe they're very sporty. Maybe they're kind of more sciencey. So mm. we are there to open these students' eyes and to say, look at this world. Look at, look at all these exciting things. You might not even know that you can play an instrument. You might not know that you'd be a fantastic set designer. Mm. Here, let me tell you about these wonderful things and see if that's something that's going to engage you and give you something either as a hobby or as a future career. Sorry. I will I will rant on that until I have no more breath in my body. I love this. I'm getting all excited by this. I really am, Mim. Good. Good. Join my crusade. I'm on your crusade. I'm there with you. Let's talk about musicals just briefly. What are some of the best musicals that children can watch today, either on TV or in the theatre? Oh, you know what? I think it's one of the very few pluses of the last 18 months is the amount of amazing theatre that's come online that you can Mm -hmm. see now on streaming services on youtube it's so fantastic and it's been a real benefit as a drama teacher to be able to say go and see this go and watch this show so even in the darkest days of lockdown to be able to point my students to wonderful things that i had seen live but i knew they wouldn't have had that opportunity to see Hmm. really fantastic Hmm. um so obviously the number one would be hamilton it's on disney plus it's one (laughs) that i dip into when mm-hmm. I'm just having a bit of a rubbish evening, I just think, you know what, I'm just going to put it on the background while I do mm. some work and it's just going to be there. Lovely. Brilliant. And yes, it's great and it's engaging. It's been exciting for young people over the last few years. But from a staging point of view, it's really exciting. The choreography is amazing. They can get loads out of seeing that. And it's also mm. got the historical side to it as well. So they're learning something as they go. Mm. Um, so Hamilton is a really good one to watch. Newsies I got into over Ooh. the first lockdown as well. That's also on Disney+. Plus. Okay. Um, incredible choreography and it's about a newspaper boy strike in I think it's in New York but it's just like full of energy it's absolutely wonderful wonderful Brilliant. to watch and that's a real really good one for younger younger students it's not okay. too kind of emotionally challenging one that's just come out in the last couple of weeks come from away and this I would mm. recommend for like year nine upwards and we study verbatim theatre at the beginning of year nine which is um, a form of documentary theatre based on real life events and it's using the exact words that we used originally so basing it on interviews with people Mm -hmm. involved in real life events and Mm. come from away is a musical that uses verbatim techniques so the the composers went and met lots of people involved and um, it's based on the events of 9-11 when the US airspace was closed and all of the flights were diverted and a huge number of flights that were coming over the Atlantic at the time were diverted to Gander tiny little town in Newfoundland off the coast of Canada that used to be a massive airport where planes would have to refuel on the way across the Atlantic but has since become a tiny little town tiny little disused airport but all of these huge jumbo jets were landing with thousands and thousands of passengers that had to be looked after and the town rallied around and the musical tells the story of well a few of the stories because it's an epic epic moment um, but it tells a few of these personal stories mm. about people coming together on 9-11 so I really recommend that from year nine upwards mm-hmm. Because it's about this massive historical event, but without looking at the disaster itself. It's not Mm. looking at the two towers. It's not looking at at the planes themselves. It's looking at the people. Mm. And I think we struggle now, 20 years on, to think, how do we teach this now? We're looking at a generation of children that weren't alive at the time. And that's a bit mind-blowing as a a person. We're 
I just thinking, how how are we how have we got a generation on now? Mm-hmm. But how are we teaching this and how are we teaching the stories surrounding it and why is it important? Mm-hmm. It is important that we teach 9-11 in school, but why is it? And I really struggled with that last weekend when it was the anniversary and I was planning to include it in my lessons and thinking, well, why? And what is my place as a drama teacher mm-hmm. in doing this? So shows like Come From Away, totally recommend it. I think it's a really good way of getting families talking about that and, and talking about major events, but doing it through theatre. So mm-hmm. they're kind of... Ones that are on my radar at the moment. I know I've I've been watching recently, but yeah. the National Theatre just posts so much on their YouTube channel, and they've got their own streaming service at home. So for me, that's wonderful to not have to plan loads and loads of trips to go and see this. I will still take students to the theatre, but mm-hmm. while we're just finding our feet and getting our confidence back at going mm-hmm. back out into the open, yeah, to to be able to signpost work like that is really special. I'm getting all excited about this. I'm desperate to get it back out to the West End now. Um, Min, good, we need to bring good. this to a close in a moment. But if any parents are listening to this, or, or students for that matter, and they want to get in touch and find out more, what's the best way for them to connect with you? Um, drop me an email. is always the easiest way to get hold of me. Um, students who are in, in school, I'm always welcome to kind of drop-ins and things. I'm always around the drama department. I don't stray very far. But dro- dropping an email... As a, either as a parent or a student is the easiest way to get hold of me and just say oh, I'm interested in this or I want to find out more about doing this um, we have various clubs on and things that are advertised that everyone is always welcome to drop into my my motto my theory at my previous school there's always something going on mm. there's always something happening and you are always welcome we will find a space for you it's a very welcoming place awesome and just remind us your email address for anyone that doesn't know it it's m.monk at stedwards.co.uk Excellent. m.monk at stedwards.co.uk. Perfect. Well, Mim, thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for your time and for unpacking that whole world of the arts at St Edwards. Just thank you for being here and thank you for everything. Thank you for talking to me. Thanks. So that was Mim, the school's director of drama, talking about all things in the arts at St Edwards School. Thank you, Mim, for joining us on this episode of the school's podcast channel. It was great to have you here. Now, don't forget that if you have any questions at all, then you can contact her directly by emailing m.monk at stedwards.co.uk or you can go through the school's website. But also, if you're not yet following this podcast channel yet, then now's a great time to do so because then when the next episode comes out, you'll get a small notification And that just means you won't miss it. But that's for the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode and we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.